When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now listening to the Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. I am your host, the five-star, five-diamond chef, J-Man. And with me is my trusty sidekick, Carl. Hey, guys, what's going on? No, we are not back in the studio just yet. This is just a bonus episode here for you to listen to my beautiful voice and listen to this guy here. This is a bonus episode, although we are back in the studio, technically. <laughs> here to bring you a bonus episode. And I guess, you know, kind of full disclosure that we are still kind of on our break. Yeah. But yeah. because I think that there's a lot of happenings going on right now on the Hopi Reservation. There's a lot of occurrences going on in Indian country. And we were actually supposed to be making a YouTube video talking about various topics reviving our uh bus be these guys Us video these series guys. and uh, we got locked out of the studio yeah long story short we got <laughs> locked out of the studio and so we were unable to uh create this video where we're going to talk about some things that are going to go that are going on right now on the reservation apparently there's some teddy bear walking across the reservation um bypass topi and is on the navajo side and that seems to be a big topic of discussion um so bear son is that his name bear son yeah bear son i am bear son i am bear son and so i have absolutely no idea what the philanthropy is behind that but apparently it's uh it's it's something that this guy is doing he's wearing a bear suit walking across the country to raise money for something. Yeah, he's raising money for uh, mental health awareness for all sorts of uh, little projects that that are happening in the United States itself and that he is walking across the United States like what J-Man said and he's just bringing awareness to each, uh, each state that he goes through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a lot of Navajos out there. I was going to say he got kidnapped by the Navajos. <laughs> he got kidnapped by the Navajos. They made him his clan, you know, you know, there's probably a Bear Sun clan now in the Navajo Nation, I'm pretty sure. They probably branded him with the Navajo Nation emblem. <laughs> and they're forcing him to work on sheep camps all across yeah, Navajo pretty, country. I'm, I'm, pretty mu- I'm pretty sure that's what happened, so... <laughs> But, you know, like, you know, just go to uh, hashtag I am Bearson, his uh, Instagram. You know, he's he's a pretty good guy. He does all of these different things like that. So, I mean, he's a you can buy merchandise uh, on his website. Uh huh. And, so. and so apparently, you know more about him than I do. And so he's out there right now making his long uh, trek to someplace, New York. Is yeah, that something New York. Like that, New yeah. York. And so we wish him uh, a safe trip, as most Hopis wish anybody that's traveling anywhere. So, yeah. Bearson, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, this in Yep. Thank you, Bearson, for coming towards the uh, Indian Reservation. I mean, you traveled far too too far into the Navajo Reservation, not making it <laughs> into the Hopi Reservation. I'm a little disappointed in that. So, uh, had you come on to Hopi, we would have warned you about those Navajos, but now you're stuck 
there. So <laughs> you would have gone gone home with some peaky and uh, uh, or an, an, an outta or something like that. <laughs> and then we were gonna cover um, some other topics, but I, I can't remember exactly what else it was that we were gonna talk about in that uh, Busby episode. Where contemporary issues on Hopi. Oh, the flood! The flood! Yeah, the flood. I mean, like you know, we're kind of late to the party of the this flood that happened in the in Arizona here. Particularly you know, on Hopi. It was like uh, what about three weeks ago? Yeah, I think about, about three, three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, and it tore through the entire Hopi Nation, parts of uh, Flagstaff, uh, Phoenix, Navajo Nation. We all got flooded out. There were a couple. Most of the roads coming into Hopi were completely flooded out. I think that there was just one road into Hopi yeah. that was open, and then out at Palaka, first Mesa Hoyam, that they had a lake in in front of their mesa, and then. It, yeah, it was weird because, you know, a lot of houses that did get flooded out are still unlivable to this day. There are a lot of people that still need to fix up their house. From the flood. From the flood. Damage caused by the flood. Yeah. I mean, thank you, rain gods. I mean, I don't know how much money I put down to you guys. <laughs> uh, thank you for that. I mean, we made a huge withdrawal. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we thank you all of that. So. Uh-huh. And that was a topic that we were going to cover yeah. because then, you know, like social media. Uh, <laughs> social media brings the voice of the people to the public. Yeah, and yeah. so you know when this flood happened and out there on Hopi land on on the um, at least on the Hopi side of Facebook, you know, you had a couple of people, you know, kind of voicing what they thought about the flood, and you know, I think a lot of people, for the most part, thought it was a blessing because then now you look outside. And when you look at the lands out on our reservation, that it's actually green and not brown. Yeah, it which, was. Which prior to the to the big rain said it was brown outside. Yeah, it was very brown outside. I mean, like the you you see for miles, it's just it looks just like dirt. It was just a huge desert like look. And now after this rain, I mean, it's green. It's you green. see green pastures. It's like that Windows backdrop. You know, you remember the Windows yeah. XP backdrop? Yeah. yeah. And then so for the farmers that did plant that, uh, it was a blessing for them. It was definitely a blessing for me and our fields. But out in Munkapi that you did have some farmers that had uh, some of their crops damaged yeah. as a result of the flooding. And, you know, unfortunately for them that they won't really have much of a harvest this year, which, you know, I, I do feel bad about that. But like, I think that conversation that you and I have had, and I think that there are other folks out there that agree with us that, you know, at the bottom line of this is that it was a blessing and that we are grateful that these rains came and unfortunately you know there was some collateral damage as some folks' homes oh damaged. yeah and like you said that some of them are still waiting for repairs to happen to be able to live in live in it and then of course some folks had their corn crops completely washed away washed away covered yeah by clay and so but you know that was kind of the the big happenings and then so you and i were gonna create t-shirts i survived the great flood <laughs> Of 2021, and it'd be a picture of you and I in the water up to our ankles. <laughs> Just barely covering our ankles, pretty barely much. Barely covering our ankles, and you know, <laughs> that, that was the, the happenings that happened. But today, the reason why we're here is to talk about something that's going to happen very soon, and that's... Uh, well, it's happening, well, it happened before, so... Well, well, I, I guess the, the public celebration of something that they call Pueblo Revolt Day. Yeah, Pueblo Revolt. Anybody that doesn't know what Pueblo Revolt happened in 1680. And it was just to, to hashtag it, it's just to uh, 
A bunch of uh, Spaniards came over and said, hey, we're going to convert you. And then the natives said that, no, we're not going to be converted. And then drove them Spaniards away and had all the other little Pueblos around here uh, fight off the uh, the bad white man. <laughs> and, and so I, I guess out here on the reservation, what is Pueblo Revolt Day? Because, I mean, it, it's... I guess the whole concept behind Pueblo Revolt Day is supposed to be something similar to that of an American holiday. Yeah. Because then you you think about American holidays, right? We celebrate Independence Day, which I guess would be most aligned and most similar to the concept of Pueblo Revolt Day is, except although it was the American revolution against the British. Yeah. And then Pueblo Revolt Day was the Pueblo Revolution against the Spaniards. And so technically Pueblo this Pueblo revolt that happened in 1680 was the very first American revolution in the history of this country at least against an invading European nation. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know uh what was his name um um the guy that was trying to search for the gold. Um Esteban. Con- Esteban. <laughs> You know, the Disney movie. What was that? I remember El to, Road to El Dorado? Uh-huh. Yeah, something similar to that. Ho- Jose. <laughs> I forgot his name. Chris, Chris, something like that. I don't know what his name. Roberto or I don't Christopher know. Columbus? Roberto. I think it was like Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> I am Roberto. Robertos. Filibertos. <laughs> I am Filiberto. <laughs> but, but anyway, like, you know, that's what basically happened is that, you know, a bunch of Spaniards came across and said that there are, there is a place out on the, out on the Southwest that has, uh, you know, city of gold here or has gold um, that is made you know, on a daily basis, you know, they, they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they eat that stuff. And so their, their conquest, eat that stuff. <laughs> so their conquest was to go out and try to conquer that, that place that had gold. And I, I think, well, because, you know, there's like a whole entire history behind it about the yeah. Spanish conquest, because that Spanish conquest really did start in um, South America. Yeah. And then it migrated north into Mexico, central Mexico, and then the southern part of the southwestern part of the United States, California, Arizona, New Mexico, and that when they did reach into our area, into Hopi, that there were, I guess, two purposes as for them to come into this area. And one, you mentioned it, that they were in search of treasure. Yeah, they were in, in search, search of, of gold. The, the, specifically, the, the seven cities of Cibola, I think is what it was Cibola called. Cibola or Cibola? Cibola. Mm. And uh, the other was uh, because that there was a religious faith associated with this invasion that the Catholic Church was looking for converts. Yeah. And so trying to convert all of the indigenous peoples that lived in the area. And so, you know, for the, the a short history lesson is that when they came to Hopi, basically, you know, they, that they forced the Hopis to denounce their own religions and try to get us to convert to Catholicism. Yeah. And then ensued was this grand revolt that happened in 1680 so that the Pueblos and Hopis could, uh, I, I, I guess, uh, what, what, what's the word to, to gain back our freedom? Yeah, to revolt against the, the Liber- tyr- liberation, the, liberation. Yeah, revolt against the tyranny of uh, the Spaniards, mm-hmm. the Span- mm-hmm. Spanish culture. And I guess as Hopis growing up on the reservation, when you hear these stories about that time, that there still are stories that are intact about, I guess, the severity of what the occupation of the Spaniards were in our villages that yeah, they talked yeah. about that we were not allowed to have 
our dances anymore. Yeah. And that the old people talked because we didn't have our dances anymore, that it stopped raining. And then there were these other types of examples that were discussed in terms of the types of, I guess, really volatile acts that the Spanish committed against Hopi people. Yeah. I mean, like, where, where did the, the revolt start from? I, I, should, I should ask that. Where, where did the revolt actually begin? It started in New Mexico. Okay. And it started with, uh, what was that guy's name? Pope? Pope. Yeah, the Pope guy. And he was the one that said that uh, I'm going to go have a runner run to these different pueblos throughout the southwest here. And on this certain day, uh, this is when we're going to revolt here. So I, I think it was, I think there's like there, there was a rope that with the, those little knots on there uh, that had some significance or something like that. And uh, um and he was saying that okay, every every few you know people that that do want to come and help us revolt against the Spaniards uh, meet on this day here, you know, uh, August August seventh, uh, nine thirty p.m. You know, nine thirty p.m. sharp, be there, be square, kind of thing. You know, Carl, you're really good at telling the jokes, <laughs> but in terms of driving long distances, I, I, I think that we should leave that uh, up to the captain of the ship. Well, so if well, I could take the wheel well, back you from know, you, well, the reason in why educating our listeners. Okay, okay. Well, it's the reason why in regards that, to this most I, prominent. I really don't know historical moment. I really don't know a really history in, of in the, our uh, culture. <laughs> well, I guess if you really don't know about it, are you really the one to be talking about? Well, the, you know, I have the jest of it. <laughs> I celebrate it, and I have that freedom of revolting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I, if we can get this episode back on track, thank you, Carl. <laughs> you get a, you get a, you get a seat for today. You get oh, a seat for today. All right. You were here, and you know, you, we'll, I made an we'll, effort to. Made an effort. I made an effort to explain. You know, uh, cliff noted kind of seize for efforts. Seize for efforts. <laughs> I'm explaining cliff noted. Okay, <laughs> cliff notes. But I guess going back to what I was saying in terms of some of the atrocities that were committed towards Hopi, some of the things that you hear about is that other examples are that especially I think a lot of it really does come from that Catholic church that they would tell certain men that the holy water that they needed from their churches, that the springs close by weren't suitable okay. so that they had to get water from places like Munkapi. Or places like Grand Canyon, All right. that type of water. And so while these men were on those long journeys to fetch water from these way far off places, then they would molest their wives because they knew that their wives were gone. I mean, that the husbands were gone. Yeah. And yeah. that they, you know, probably had attractive wives and so that they would molest the wives and, and that's why they would go. But in reference to what you were saying, and so like a lot of these atrocities were happening, not just in Hopi but happening all throughout the Pueblo areas in New Mexico, that there was an inv individual named Pope. And um, I, I guess you and I should have researched that in terms of where he's <laughs> from, because I'm not entirely sure either. It's either Laguna or Santa Domingo. But that he kind of led this, I guess, this plan to have a revolt with all the Pueblos involved. Yeah. And then in reference to what you're talking about is that he devised the plan so that there was a there was a rope that had knots in it. Yeah, seven of them. There was a rope that had knots in it, and runners would run from pueblo to pueblo to pueblo every day, untying a knot. Was it seven or nine? And then once it got to Hopi, that once all those knots were unknotted, that's when the revolt was going to start, and then that's when they were going to. 
free themselves of the Spanish with warfare. And so that's kind of just like, I guess, the history, at least uh, in an unacademic version of what that <laughs> I, history is. I just said is. that. I just said what, whatever you said. There are more accurate accounts <laughs> of this event out there. And so we encourage you all to, to go do that research and, you know, kind of learn more about this this time. But I guess, you know, one of the points that I kind of really wanted to talk about is how we celebrate, quote unquote, celebrate Pueblo Revolt Day. How how we hold on to this time of history. But yet there's a Hopi perspective on the Pueblo Revolt that doesn't really is talked about. See, my opinion is that, you know, Hopi was the last one to, to get, you know, get on board with this revolt thing here. And we were the last ones to enter the party. You know, we're, we're the last ones to bring the last 30 packed into the revolting <laughs> party. And we're like, you know, I want to keep the party going, you know, let's go, let's go. And they're so, like, you so know, what you're saying was the party was about to the die. Party was about to die out. And we were the last ones, but to then bring, we wanted we to be a part of it. it. We wanted to be a part of it. And then they're like, you know, Oh, we're all done here. You know, we opened up the presents and we opened up the gifts and whatnot, you know, but anyway, I don't, I don't know. I don't really understand why uh, us Pueblo still, you know, celebrate Pueblo Revolt. I mean, because if you really look at it, the, the whole point of Pueblo Revolt was to gain back their independence, to mm-hmm. gain back mm-hmm. their, um, their, their ways of life, you know, the Native American way or the Native way of life. Mm-hmm. But when, when you look at it, the Spanish were driven off. Yes, that was a great great thing that happened with the Pueblos and Hopis itself. But yet they, the Spaniards came back about two years later, two, three years later, and then converted everybody. So it didn't really have a, an impact. About 12 years later. Oh, was it 12 years mm-hmm. later? It was 10 years later, well, 10, 10 years early. The little research that I did <laughs> in preparation for this episode. But, but like I said that, I don't know why we keep celebrating the Pueblo revolt because we didn't win. There was no winning involved there. We, we lost. There's, you know, there's Pueblos out there that still do a lot of are the Catholic. are Catholic and they still do Catholic first and then their religion. So it just kind of, kind of to me, and this is just my opinion. It's just that to me, I don't know why we still celebrate that. It should be. You know what this day should be called? It should be called um, Native American uh, Revolution Day or something. Well, you know, we don't win a whole lot in this game of United States history. So any victory that we can celebrate, (laughs) I think that anybody across Indian country would definitely do that because you could make the argument too for Custer's Land Stand. Oh, yeah, that's true. Why do we celebrate that? Because in the end, you know, the, the folks that won that battle essentially you could argue lost the war lost the war in, in in the long run but you know you you did bring up a point in terms of why do we celebrate pueblo revolt day yeah. and there are a lot of hopis that do bring that up why do we celebrate pueblo yeah. revolt day and that's kind of the, the i guess the basis and the premise of what i wanted to talk about in terms of this conversation is that there is a hopi a, a bus hopi perspective i guess because i you know been kind of wrestling with this idea that us as Hopi people, that we are heavily influenced by American perspectives these days. Yeah. Because in terms of how Americans celebrate their own histories, 
how they perceive their own worldviews. We're as Hopi people, and this is true all the way across Indian country, is that we're adopting those perspectives. Mm -hmm. We're adopting those practices. And then Pueblo Revolt Day is a prime example. Because here on the Hopi tribe, we've made that into a holiday. Oh, yeah. Well, August 10th, yeah. not confuse the <laughs> listeners, is Pueblo Revolt Day. Yeah. And the Hopi tribe is closed. Yeah. Carl and J-Man will be off of work at home, uh, watching wrestling, trying to catch back up because the Olympics are now over. And um, as a result of this Pueblo Revolt Day holiday that you and I will be off. And so, you know, that's kind of an example of how, as Hopi people, that were utilizing what it is that we have within our histories or who we are as a people, but kind of conforming it to American United States practices. Yeah. Because, because I guess like the bus Hopi perspective, Hopi, Hopi's view on the world, Hopi's view on life is that we think that anything that has to do with death is kalomahinta, yeah. which means it's bad. And so when you think about the Pueblo Revolt Day, it involved killing. Yeah. And so like any elders that still have this perspective, they'll tell you that what happened back then in 1680, there was nothing good about it. Oh, no. It no. was bad. Yeah. Because we were oppressed. Our people were killed. And so we fought back. And in turn, we had to do something that Hopi should never have to do. And that's take another life. And so we had to kill people in order to keep our life waste going. And so technically what happened then was warfare. And so the Hopi perspective on warfare is that because we're peaceful people, yeah, that that's something we should never be involved in unless absolutely necessary. And so like back then in 1680, that was necessary. So on Pueblo Revolt Day on social media, you're going to see a lot of happy Pueblo Revolt Day. Yeah. <laughs> but from a Hopi perspective, what's so happy about it? There's nothing happy about it. So why are we saying happy Pueblo Revolt Day? That's a contradiction to what it is of that what, we believe yeah, in of what we did. Hopi. Yeah. And so... Growing up, learning about the Pueblo Revolt Day, that, that always was kind of a side note that the elders would tell us is that we'd prefer not to remember this. We'd prefer not to have this talked about because it was a bad time yeah. in our history. Yeah. We had to do bad things involved with this. We'd rather not talk about this. But yet, in the 2021 it's a tribal holiday. It, it becomes it becomes a happier it, moment for us. It's a celebrated event, which in contrast to Hopi beliefs is the opposite of what we should be doing as yeah. Hopi in celebrating and remembering the Pueblo Revolt Day. But then you you too have to kind of think about it is that yeah, there is there did come some good out from it as well too. Tacos. In, well, that too, but there did come some from good about that is that there are a lot of Oil. people of a lot of people that did survive from that from that tragedy. You know, they became that salvation of uh, you know, they became part of that history and then that's when they celebrated our their life afterwards. So I guess I I believe that I believe that it is a good day. I believe that it was a good day for them to celebrate that. Even though that there was a lot of tragic that happened. 
you have to think about like what happened afterwards. Like what what did they gain from it? They gained a lot from their from their mistakes, pretty much. Like you know, oh, this is what we shouldn't have done. You know, letting people into our villages, and that's when we said that okay, yeah, now we have that distrust from people. But yet then we gain our cultural back. We gain our, our cultural sense back, our Hopi way of life back. And Pueblos did the same way too. All those Pueblos in New Mexico, they gained their independence back. They gained all of their, um, their way of life back again. But then to have that taken back again, meaning that it was all part of that fear mongering that, you know, oh, what if they do come back? Then we have to conform to Catholics, you know, the Catholicism of it. And that's what they did is that the, you know, Spaniards came back after 12 years, like you said, and they said that we're good people now. (laughs) We're good people. Here's some tacos, you know, and some shillings. Here's my Spaniard hat and, you know. And we're going to give you all Spanish names. We're going to all give you all Christian names or yeah, (laughs) pretty much. And that's what happened. It was because of the fear that they thought that we're going to lose it again. So if we don't conform to it, then we have, we, we have to do it now. So then they said that, you know, we're, we're sorry that we drove you out before, but we, can we just be friends afterwards? You know, like the bully kind of thing, you know, going back to the bully episode is like, you know, um, Sorry kind of doesn't cut it, but it's kind of like, okay, I kind of get you what you're saying pretty much. <laughs> it's a, you either accept our apology yeah. or kick your ass. Yeah, pretty it. much. So, well, you, you definitely do have your own perspective. And, you know, I, I can see the perspective behind the, I guess, um, the Hopi perspective in terms of why, why, why do we celebrate yeah. this day? And, you know, there's a couple of other things that I do see. Um, on uh, social media, that kind of has me shaking my head a little bit, especially when it comes to Pueblo Revolt Day, because I think that, you know, there is a story, at least on the Hopi side, in terms of how we were able to defeat the Spanish on, on our end. Yeah. And a part of that story does involve our Katsinam. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, but unfortunately, you know, I, I think that because that, Part of the story that involves Katsinam with our revolution against the Spanish, that all these hundreds of years later, that that part of the story is romanticized. And it's romanticized by artists. Mm -hmm. And artists will create pieces that depict our Katsinam killing Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's another thing that I think, my opinion, J-Man's opinion, because Katsinam are have never been associated with death. No. That Katsinam are always pro-life. And so when the artists romanticize our Katsinam with killing, which is imagery you'll often see yeah. during the Pueblo Revolt time, that it's a misconstrued part of who they are as beings in our world, our Hopi world. Yeah. Because Katsinam are supposed to be sacred beings. Are the... Are are supposed to be beings that we see in the highest regard of morals and ethics. And when it comes to morals and ethics, that killing is outside of those morals and ethics that we see. And so it's kind of this contradiction, I guess, 
that's created on Pueblo Revolt Day. So I guess to me, really, Pueblo Revolt Days are one big contradiction in the world of bus Hopi thinking. You, you know, you, you you kind of do have that point where say you where you say that some of our gods or kachinas, our uh, you know our deities are created because of life, and they're the ones that to give life, and that's basically what kachina means is. Mm-hmm is to to bring life or the life bringers. And then to have that, like what you said, yeah, to have that death involved, that means that it's we're not we're not honoring how they're portrayed as how Hopi sees them as life bringers. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, that though those uh, you know romanticized uh, depictions of uh, killing the priests, those are the ones that brought the life, you know, those, those types of kachinas that actually did bring the life back mm-hmm. to the Hopi people because mm-hmm. they're the ones who saved us. They're the ones who brought back our lives from that tyranny of the, the Spanish culture. So you can take it however you want to take yeah, it. I guess you could. Yeah. I guess you could because, then, you know, I, I think that that's kind of, this is kind of, this, this type of conversation is a conversation that I definitely want to take into season six. Oh, yeah. Because as I said before, that we do adopt a lot of Americanized ideologies, yeah. Americanized practices, and then we adapt it to our own, what it is that we have here on oh, the yeah. reservation in regards to culture, in regards to language, in regards to other things. Because there was another thing, too, that I kind of wanted to bring up that kind of really, I guess, uh, fuels into this type of thinking is because I remember looking on social media very recently and I guess there was like a former Miss Navajo nation that shared a picture of herself, like in a bikini or something. Okay. It was like a real revealing type of photo. Uh, and then, where, where's that photo asking for a friend. <laughs> and then she, be, she started getting uh, chastised by her people uh-huh. because you know, that in the, in their minds that you're, you're revealing too much. Yeah. That this is a bad example to set for our younger children. But then yet, you know, you had these academic, uh, I don't know what they call them, academic uh, warriors, okay. quote unquote warriors. Keyboard warriors. Academic American Indian Studies, Indigenous Studies warriors. Okay. And they were contradicting what the people were saying and then saying that, you know, no, that Indigenous peoples often go without clothing. Yeah. In, in some parts of the world. And that to chastise a person for showing off her body as a colonial mindset, you know, basically you're, you're taking the mindset of the colonizer. But then, you know, and I, I've always argued this on this podcast that I think that it's very dangerous when you generalize American Indians because we're not all the same. Oh, no, we're no, We're not no. all the same. And I, I remember reading what I read on Facebook and thinking, but then, but in our own Hopi way, we do encourage our girls to cover, cover all of up, their yeah. bodies. This is not a colonial mindset. For some indigenous tribes, Hopi, we do promote this idea that our girls shouldn't show off their bodies. Yeah, And this isn't an idea that was just developed within the last 200 years. To my knowledge, that this is a concept that we've had for a very, very long time. For thousands of for years. Pre, yeah. pre, uh, colonial. Pre, Pre-Spanish. Even. Yeah, pre-colonial, yeah. And, you know, there's evidence of this in Spanish documentation that it's within our own teachings as, yeah. as Hopi Sinum. And so, you know, I, and, and so I think that, long story short... <laughs> that That's kind of a theme that I'd like to talk about once we move into season, season six, six, is that 
I guess, our own misconcepts of our own identities. Yeah. And comparing that to, and see, that's the kind of thing that I've been struggling with because the terms that you hear most often is traditional and progressive. Yeah. But, you know, those terms could also be misconstrued to mean other things. And so, like, what's the Hopi word? And so, to me, the, the thing that I've come up with is, is I guess, bus Hopi. Uh, however, like really Hopi. Really Hopi yeah, thinking. Like, yeah. And, and, and so, that's something we want to cover. But anyway, to make a long rant even longer, <laughs> happy Pueblo Revolt Day, Happy everybody. Pueblo Revolt Day that happened yesterday. How are you going to celebrate Pueblo Revolt Well, Day? I celebrated. And what did you do? Well, what did I do? I actually did nothing. You ate some really good uh, cooking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did film, right? Yeah. 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 No, that's true. You know how I'm going to celebrate? Wow. I'm going to drink some Coronas and eat some tacos. <laughs> well, well uh, ay, 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 to you. So <laughs> we, should, we should end this episode, you and I, we can sing uh, Clark's uh, Mexican song. Oh, how did that go? All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man bonus episode. If you would like to become one of our sponsors, go to anchor.fm slash CJ podcast 85 to become a monthly sponsor or go to buymeacoffee.com slash CJ podcast to donate a dollar or more. And if you're not following us on our social media accounts, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think that still exists out there, but definitely follow us on YouTube. Hit that like and subscribe button. We'll be coming with uh, some YouTube content in the meantime while we're resting up in between seasons. And so we look forward to season six. All right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man bonus episode. My name is Carl and this is... <laughs> Let's do that one more time. Thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man bonus episode. My name is Carl. Otis Carter. <laughs> and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long. Uh, 